even one day we were driving down, I think it was New Year's Day, and I was on the run at this point in time still, and um, we get down to where we were going to drop someone home, and I had this feeling that we shouldn't have taken this certain road. I took that certain road, tap on the shoulder once again, something pushing on my chest, telling me to stop. Boom. Cops everywhere. RBT is on New Year's Day. And uh, luckily, I got away with that one as well. There was, there was lots of little times where I should not have been still out of jail, but I was. But every single time, I got this warning sign. I got this tap on the shoulder. I got something telling me that this is not right. Don't do this. Another time when this happened as well, um, I, got, I got held up at gunpoint. And it was through someone that I knew. And once again, I got a tap on the shoulder telling me not to do the thing. But my greed got in the way. I wanted the money. The thought of having this money was just like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll fuck that. I know he's a dangerous man. I'll just lean into it and I'll do it. Once again, didn't work out for me. Got a gun shoved down my throat. Legends, welcome to another episode of the Interchange Podcast. And thank you for joining me, your host, Ben Lowe, for another solo episode. Before we go any further... As per always, I do have a very small favor to ask, and that is if you have been enjoying the content, even just the slightest little bit, if you can please go and hit that subscribe button, share this with just one of your friends, because as you know, the more eyes and ears I can get on this podcast, the bigger and better guests I can bring for you guys, and in turn, the more value I'm going to be able to deliver. Now, today's episode, we're going to be talking about intuition. I've actually spoken about this previously in relation to an ex-partner of mine and the lessons that I learned from our relationship. But this is more so just about trust and listening to your gut and listening to the taps on the shoulder. So I'm sure that you've all probably heard the terms taps on the shoulder before. And it's like you get a little tap on the shoulder from the universe, from God or whatever it is your belief is. But you have these little moments where you feel drawn to do something or maybe you even feel like you should be leaning out of doing something that you're about to do. And especially when you're in tune and you are really aware of yourself and you're, well, number one, aware of your purpose, your values, and um, really in tune with your why, you'll probably feel that through times in your life, you get these little taps on the shoulder that say, hey, do that. You're on the right path. Or maybe it's more so the opposite. It's like, mate, what you're doing right now isn't going to benefit you. And a lot of the time, we tend to lean into doing those things anyway. So I'm going to run you through a couple of examples of how this has shown up for me in my life. And one that I can vividly remember, vividly remember, was, oh, let's go back to maybe 2013, 2014, something like that. And this is when I was still selling ice. I was selling a lot of ice. I was selling a lot of drugs. I was using a lot of drugs. I was on parole. Um, I was living in Birkdale in Brisbane. And I was going to pick up a couple of ounces of ice. And my partner at the time, Brittany, had said, look, don't go and do this thing. I've got a bad feeling about it. And me, I was like, ah, fuck, you should be right. Don't worry about it. And all of a sudden, I've got this bad feeling as well. I've got this gut feeling. It was like this, whoa, almost like there was a hand on my chest. And it was pushing me back and saying, don't go ahead with this tonight. Just wait. And I was like, no, 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 fuck that. I've got people that are waiting to get their gear. I need to go and get this, this, this ice. I need to go get these drugs. And I went to a place called Salisbury in Brisbane. And I get up there. I'm driving, by the way, no license at the time, driving a rental car. And I park it one of the back streets and I jump out the car and I jump in the car with the people that I was meeting. 
a mate of mine and someone else. Anyway, so I've got 15 grand down the front of my pants um, for drugs, obviously. And they give me the, the package which has the stuff in it. And I'm having a look at it. And we're driving around the streets. It's probably about 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. And Salisbury, for anyone that knows, it is a pretty rough area. There's always police doing patrols through here. And all of a sudden, right behind us, boom, lights on. Woo, whoop. Trying to pull us up. And the guy that I was in the car with, I was in the back seat, by the way. I was in the left-hand back seat. He went to put the chase on. So he starts putting his, his foot down. And then he's like, fuck, man, this car's registered in my name. He's on parole. I'm on parole. Pretty sure the other person in the front was on parole as well. And so he pulls over. I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? Well, I've got this gear now and I've got the money. And I was like, oh, do what I always do. I just put it down the front of my pants. And like two ounces of ice was like about that in a sandwich bag. And at the time, I was probably about 70 kilos, maybe even less dripping wet. Well, probably would have been less, like 59 kilos, maybe maybe 65 kilos at the max. Shirt would have been hanging off me. I would have been looking absolutely cooked because I've been awake for days. Anyways, cops come over to the car. Evening, lads. License, bits and pieces, give us your details. So give me my details. And straight away, they're like, make it out of the car. They would have probably seen that I was cooked. I was stressing. And um, anyways, they're like, we're going to search the vehicle. We're going to search the people. And so they pull me out of the car and they start patting me down and they ask me what's down the front of my pants because there's literally a bulge sticking out the front of my pants. I was like, not telling you. <laughs> pretty much. I didn't pretty, No, actually, I think my exact words were nothing. And the cop said, undo your, undo your belt there and show us where nothing is. And I was like, mate, you can undo my belt if you want to have a look. So away he went, undid my belt. I stood there like this. And uh, he pulled my pants like this back. Imagine he, him, he, I'm him and this is me. And he pulls the pants back and boom, there's just this big bag of ice, big bag of crystal meth, in other words. <sighs> He's like, right, well, you're coming with us, buddy. He grabs the bag out and he starts walking me over to the car. At this point in time, I still had the money down my pants. I get to the car, and as he opens the car door with his left hand, he's got his right hand on my shoulder. No, yeah, he's got, sorry, he's got his left hand on my right shoulder, and he's walking me over to the car to open the car door with his right hand, and I saw my opportunity. So I elbowed him in the eye socket, stepped the car, and took off across the street and just started jumping fences. Now, I got away for like six months. Right? I got away from that situation. I was on the run then for like six months. And during this point in time, I had multiple taps on the shoulder being like, hand yourself in. You're going to get pinched tonight. Don't go and do that thing. Um, even one day we're driving down, I think it was New Year's Day, and I was on the run at this point in time still. And um, we get down to where we were going to drop someone home. And I had this feeling that we shouldn't have taken this certain road. I took that certain road, tap on the shoulder once again, something pushing on my chest, telling me to stop. Boom. Cops everywhere, RBT is on New Year's Day. And uh, luckily, I got away with that one as well. There's there lots of little times where I should not have been still out of jail, but I was. But every single time, I got this warning sign. I got this tap on the shoulder. I got something telling me that this is not right. Don't do this. Another time when this happened as well, um, I, got, I got held up at gunpoint. And it was through someone that I knew. And once again, I got a tap on the shoulder telling me not to do the thing. But my greed got in the way. I wanted the money. The thought of having this money was just like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll fuck that. I know he's a dangerous man. I'll just lean into it and I'll do it. Once again, didn't work out for me. Got a gun shoved down my throat. What else have we got? 
What else have we got? Okay, let's go to the most recent one I was talking about with my relationship. So I was dating this girl for a little while on and off, and the first time we were dating, I just knew something was missing, and I didn't feel like this was the one for me. So I leant out of the relationship and said, look, we can't do this any longer. It was all well and good. And then I ran into her again, and I'd been lonely for a little while. I hadn't been dating anyone. I hadn't really been seeing anyone. And so we started talking again, boom, back into it. And I was going to go away. I was going to Europe. And once again, I was like, I can't do this because I'm going to Europe. Um, I don't want you to be sitting there feeling like you probably will be whilst I'm away um, because, I mean, technically we're not together, so on and so forth. So left. And um, we went our separate ways again. And then I get back from Europe. And literally the day I get back, I ran into her again. It was kind of put together by friends of mine. But anyways, long story short, we ended up in a relationship. But the entire time in the relationship, there was nothing wrong with the girl at all. Not Couldn't fault her. Could not fault her. Nothing wrong with her whatsoever. But I just had something telling me, this is not right. This is not the one for you. You're wasting your time. But there was a part of me that was like, no, 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 no. Everything feels, everything everything looks right on, on the surface. I'm not really that invested in it, but I'm going to give it a try. And well, it ended up working out against me as well. Not going to go too far into that. If you want to find out more about that, there is another podcast where I do talk about this in depth, which is t- trusting your gut. But this is all about trusting those taps on the shoulder. And so all through my life, I've had these little opportunities where the universe is gone, the universe of God, whatever you want to call it, um, the, 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 the all being or the almighty, um, the higher power has gone, Ben, slow down. Ben, don't do this. Ben, you're on the right path. Ben, don't go and do the thing you're about to do. And I can promise you that every single time that I did not listen, it worked against me. Every single time. Every single time without a fail. So this year is all about faith for me. All about faith. And what faith means to me is not religion or anything like that, but having something to believe in and just trusting in that thing, whatever it might be. And so for me, this year is all about actually learning more about faith and learning more about different religions and seeing where I fit into that, what my beliefs are that I take from that. And so I had a really, really funny experience just recently again. Once again, coming back to the taps on the shoulder, once again, they can work for you or against you. So I was having this conversation with a lady friend that I've been seeing. Um, we're talking about it. And she said to me, what is your number one word for the year? What's, what's your word for the year? What's your focus? And the first thing that came to mind was faith. Now, anyone that's seen the most recent episode I did, I think it was around um, the storm of the century, I spoke about how me and this girl were on our first date and we're sitting up the top of Mount Tambourine and got stuck in this crazy tornado. And right before the tornado hit us, we're actually talking about faith. We're talking about you know, the, um, the almighty and we're talking about weather and how we are just so insignificant. We think that we're all so high, power, high and powerful and high and mighty. But really, we are literally just someone's ants in their ant farm, for a better way of putting it, for lack of a better way of putting it, I should say. But after that conversation and after we got hit with this storm, it actually felt to me like that storm was there for us for some reason. It literally felt like we would, I felt like I was there for a reason. And after that, I just had this urge almost to, to look further into it. Another thing that sort of brought it on for me was 
Uh, I had Corey Boutwell. Shout out to Corey for introducing me to something called the Hero's Journey, which I didn't know much about. I'd heard of it, but I'm um, explaining it to me. And he said that every single religion through the ages of time describe this Hero's Journey. And so there's got to be some merit to that. And so this really piqued my interest into wanting to look into religion also to see what the Hero's Journey was all about and how it takes place in the... Uh, in each scripture for whether it be like, you know, Muslim, for, so the Quran or whether it be in the Bible for Christians or whatever it might be, you know, Buddhism, I want to look into all these things because I feel that in each one of these things, even though you don't, even though you might not buy into it 100%, there is lessons and there is a, I guess, a, it's almost like a reflection of us and how we should be as human beings to some degree. So anyways, back to what I was saying, I was having these conversations and I was talking how I wanted to look more into faith and I got another tap on the shoulder, another big tap on the shoulder, which was one of those positive ones, not the one of the ones that's saying you're not on the right path or anything like that. It was more so saying you are on the right path and you are moving in the right direction. So for anyone that's messaged me on Instagram, you'll probably get a message from myself or my virtual assistant saying, hey, um, so-and-so, whatever your name is. Thanks for the follow. Really appreciate it. Are you someone that's looking to break bad habits or change lifestyles or are you just enjoying the content? And so I was having a conversation with a girl that I'd messaged. Um, her name's Tara. Um, and we got her talking. We got her talking. She's told me that she loves what I do, loves what I'm about, and she struggled with drugs for a very long time. And religion was what saved her. And that she was on her way overseas, but once she got back, she'd like to have more of a chat about doing some work together. I was like, awesome, where are you going overseas? And she told me that she was going on her pilgrimage. So her religious pilgrimage. And so I still don't completely understand this, but from what she said and what I remember of the conversation, she said it was where she goes to the Holy Land, so Mecca, she's Muslim, and she gives thanks and praise and worships uh, the, the journey that Allah and the, the Sacred One took so that, and once again, I could be butchering this completely. So if anyone uh, can correct me, please do. But um, so she gives thanks and, um, you know, walks the same path to, to give thanks for the um, sacrifices that um, the, the prophet made. So anyways, we got her talking about this and she asked me what my beliefs were. And I told her that, you know, actually, no, first of all, she made an assumption. She's like, I take it that you're Catholic or Christian. And I said, no, 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 I actually used to be Lutheran and I was a, a follower of the Lutheran, um, Lutheran church, so Christian to a, some, some degree. But I didn't really align with it, number one, because all the stuff that the people were pra- preaching, I felt like they were not living. Um, this was around the time when my parents were splitting up and I always felt judged for being someone that was going through this, you know, that my parents were doing this to us and whatever. And once again, that could just be my own reflection of myself and I felt judged. It might not have been that I was getting judged at all. But I just didn't like the way that this was run personally for myself. I'm not saying there's anything against that at all, by the way. Um, I'll never diss any religions or anything like that. Everyone is uh, has the right to believe in what they believe in. So I explained to her now that my beliefs are that uh, there is a higher power. There is you know, the universe, I call it. Um, call it God, call it Allah, call it whatever you want to call it. But there is a higher power that has created us. And we are all here to fill a purpose that will then allow us to ascend into the next life. And if we don't learn our lesson and fulfill the purpose that we have within this earth, then we'll get sent back and sent back and sent back until we do learn that lesson and we do fulfill that purpose and go on to the next life. That is my belief. And she said, look, I agree with absolutely everything that you've just said. And that is my beliefs as well. But 
I'm a Muslim and that's our religion. And she said, look, I don't know why, but I feel called to do this. And it's only if you are open to it, but I'd love to send you an English version of the Quran. And this is literally the day after I just had this conversation with the girl that I've been seeing around faith. And for me, that was a massive tap on the shoulder. So anyways, she sent me the Quran. It's, uh, it's arrived and that's something that I'm going to start to look into. But I feel like there is so much more at work here and there is a reason for me obviously reading into this and there's a reason for me wanting to follow this faith because at the end of the day, I've always been someone previously who was skeptical around this stuff and wouldn't trust my intuition. But after a lot of lessons and learnings last year and a lot of things that happened for me, it really just showed that these taps on the shoulder, they're there for a reason. And there's only so long that the taps will continue until eventually you get hit by a Mack truck. Shout out to Money and You for that reference. But the taps on the shoulder are there for a reason. They're there to tell you something. So don't run away from them. Sit, be present, listen. And the thing is, you don't need to know why or how or what. But if you get a tap on the shoulder, trust it because it is there to serve a purpose for you. Now, I'm interested to know who here has had a tap on the shoulder that they didn't listen to and it didn't work out well from comment below or who here has had a com- uh, had a tap on the shoulder that they did listen to and it actually worked out in their favor. I'd love to hear more about that. So comment below, shoot me a message, send me a smoke signal, do whatever you need to do. And as per always, if there's anything you guys would like me to talk about, please let me know, shoot me a message somehow And I'd love to actually jump on here and talk to you guys about the things that I want to talk. Sorry, I'd love to jump on here and talk to you guys about the things that you want to hear about rather than the things that I just want to talk about. But other than that, the last thing as well is if there was one word to describe your intentions for this year, what would they be? As I said, my one's faith and that is my journey and your journey is whatever it's going to be. But get really clear on that and then start to take action towards it. I'll see you on the next episode.